Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 77 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Stephanie, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Stephanie earned a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering with a focus on nanotechnology and a master's in electrical engineering with a focus on green technologies, all from the University of Southern California. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Sure. Um, hi, Jeff, and hi, everyone else. Um, I uh, am now working at Intel as a U-analysis engineer. Right before that, I was um, an environmental process engineer. Um, I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, in my free time, my husband and I travel and we sail. So, Stephanie, let's dig right in here. So, you've got a chemical engineering degree which is interesting because you also went on to get an electrical engineering degree. Can you go into how you're able to go from chemical engineering into electrical engineering? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, it's funny people ask me this question. It's actually quite natural for me. Um, it all kind of started just um, based on the question of what I wanted to do um, as a career. But I guess I'll start from the very beginning. Um, I was attracted to chemical engineering in the first place because it's a very broad subject. Many industries hire chemical engineers. When I started in college, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or which industry I wanted to go in. So I thought, you know, with, with me being pretty good in math and chemistry, it's, it's a natural choice. Halfway into college, I, I got uh, more exposure into what kind of topics that really attracted me, and specifically it was renewable energies. So um, I, I, I signed up for uh, uh, my research, um, which became my master's, uh, and it's in the topic of solar cells, um, and that's an electrical engineering um, uh, subject, I guess. So I guess the transition kind of happened because I want to continue more learning just how power electronic devices work. Um, and that's how I decided to pursue an electrical engineering uh, master degree instead of just continuing on learning more about chemical engineering because I believe that just having that diversity helped me just explore more into the area that I want to turn into a career. All right. Thanks for that, Stephanie. And could you go into a little bit about what nanotechnology is? Yeah, so it's a buzzword, I think. Um, but yeah, I think um, it is. <laughs> yeah, my school requires us to have a uh, um, a focus, and it's really a material science. Um, it, it's looking nano nanotechnology. It's it's referring to the um, study of of molecules and material properties at you know nano scale and most molecules all of them is in that range so um we we take a lot of um classes and we do experiments that really looking at just how molecules and molecules interact with each other um in different applications um and that's so it, it covers many different um real life applications um but that's in the gist of it is is looking at material science at the molecular level Okay, and Stephanie, so you work at Intel, and you know, think of Intel as a semiconductor company. So I, I naturally think of you know, process engineers, electrical engineers, designing the silicon, designing all the tools. But you're a, a chemical engineer and doing yield analysis, if I understand that correctly. Could you describe to Stephanie what that means? Intel, like you said, everything 
of the above was true, um, but we also a very big manufacturing company. One of the um, one one of its really industry leadership comes from having really um, uh, groundbreaking manufacturing process process technologies, um, and that requires a lot of understanding of materials and 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 chemical processes, um, and that's what chemical engineers do. So when I joined Intel, um, one of my first roles was to support the R&D department on on the different chemicals that they're going to bring on site. Um, and that opened kind of the, my exposure into just how microelectronics um, turn silicon, um, which is a major component in sand, into um, the microchips that we know, a very complex process. Um, and over the years, I, I got very familiar with the process. And um, in the last couple years, I have decided that uh, I've known enough about the chemical side of things. I wanted to kind of polish myself on on more of that um, data analysis and kind of the press, uh, visualization of, of really driving kind of decisions um, at the company. And that's when I move into this role of U-analysis. U-analysis is really looking at the whole manufacturing process and looking at where we are losing our uh, efficiency in manufacturing, um, where can we improve and kind of drive more products out of our existing uh, production line. So I assume, Stephanie, that you don't work alone uh, when you're doing this uh, yield analysis. What other type of professions or engineering professions do you work with on a daily basis? Yeah, no, I don't work alone. Um, the skill sets I, we're looking for when it comes to yield analysis is really uh, someone that's, that, that loves kind of massaging data and kind of looking at trends and, and be able to, to present uh, your findings in a very precise manner. So um, it, it really isn't a specific uh, uh, major that we're looking for. So uh, in my team, we have um, folks that had a physics background. We have folks with um, electrical engineering background um, or material science. Um, each of us kind of bring in a different sets of knowledge. Um, so I obviously, with a chemical engineering background and electrical engineering background, I come in kind of knowing more of how different chemistry um, behave and how they interact and, and, and drive uh, uh, reactions. Um, someone with a physics or a electronics background could come in with more understanding of, oh, how do we actually pull data out of these uh, microelectronics uh, devices and what do these data actually mean in real life. Um, we also work a lot with the process owner inside the factories. So those typically tend to be chemical engineers or material sciences. Um, they actually own a piece of equipment inside the factory and they are the expert of what that step does in the production process. Um, so we um, do work together as a team and we actually interact on a daily basis multiple times a day um, and the idea is you know you really do need kind of uh, this synergy of different people coming up coming in from different backgrounds to come together and actually drive decisions in a way that really move the process forward. Yeah and STEM Nation just to clarify a little bit what Stephanie's talking about from a, a yield perspective you know, think of manufacturing. Anytime there's any any sort of waste in the product where you have to scrap it, that's lost revenue. So when you when you create a semiconductor, you have a, a wafer 
that has only so many dye in it. So let's say that there's 100 dye on that wafer. And if two of those dye fail during test, you have to throw those away. So if you can increase the yield, you know, theoretically, if you get to 100%, that means that everything that you produce goes out as product. And that equates to uh, profit and revenue for the company. And that's what and that's what Stephanie is trying to drive towards. Yeah, exactly. So Stephanie, let's let's get specific here. And what is one thing that really has you fired up today in the area of yield or chemical engineering or electrical engineering or anything in general? Um, I really like looking at chemistry a lot. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think just since I was in high school and college that I find, you know, it's not just really the chemical itself, but really when they do come together, what are the interactions between them that really drive that amazing um, product of, of you can start with one material in the beginning and then you end up with something that it's more than just uh, all of them combine. Um, so that process has always made me just keep coming back and, and doing my job and learning learning along the way. So if, if there's some students out there that really, really like chemistry, mm-hmm. would you recommend them to go for a, a chemistry degree or a chemical engineering degree? Mm, so that's a, that's a million dollar question. So I think um, it really depends on uh, whether this person is more interested in uh, work, like the, the environment that they think they would thrive in. Um, a chemist tends to work more in uh, the lab environment. Um, uh, maybe there will be research uh, positions uh, in certain companies that would um, require them to also work in uh, like a more interfacing with acad- academia um, versus the chemical engineers uh, would be someone maybe that enjoy more doing hands-on equipment type and really driving, bringing that knowledge of, of chemistry into something that is uh, an application. So that's, I think, is kind of the, the, the biggest distinction. So I guess uh, if you're into chemistry, ask yourself the question, do you see yourself working in the lab working more proof of concept, smaller scale experiments, or do you do you get more excited bringing that experiment, the result of that experiment into real life? Thanks for that, Stephanie. And I'm going to add a little bit to that. So my understanding of chemical engineering is that it's very, very math intensive, uh, whereas maybe uh, a chemist degree, chemistry degree would not be. Is that true? Based on the curriculum, I think that is true uh, in, most, in most programs. Um, but I would also say that uh, the mathematics requirement in chemical engineering isn't isn't uh, isn't as rigorous as some of the other engineering disciplines like computer science um, or electrical engineering. So um, I personally really like math. So I it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't a challenge for me in school uh, within chemical engineering. I would say some of the some of the other uh, area, what some of the other classes within chemical engineering itself is more challenging. So I guess it depends. Okay, and we're going to transition here into a story. Could you take us to a moment in time where you've had an aha moment and how you maybe turn that into success? 
I uh, had a chance to do an internship over the uh, summer of my sophomore year in college. That's my first internship, and um, it's it's my first engineering position, and I'm getting engineering salary. It was very exciting, um, and the aha moment came when I um, I kind of mentioned earlier that I went into chemical engineering because it's I believe it gives me a lot of um, um, access to different industries. Um, I could work in in different areas. Um, and my aha moment came when I realized that uh, not all industries are the same and that there are certain industry, um, the culture or the value or just, you know, the g- general way of approaching um the, the engineering and technologies um, is different from the other. So after that internship, it really gives me kind of um, this perspective of, okay, um, I really need to think about what I would like to do. And if I see myself fitting in into that industry, um, and that really helped me kind of just path the next um, next step in my education as well as the the companies that I go look for jobs after um, after I graduate yeah so stem nation listen to what Stephanie was saying there is that you know after her first internship after her sophomore year it, you know is is also it's not so much always what you're doing but the culture of the company you know mm-hmm. so you you want to try to look for things that you know the culture might fit your personality as well and what are some takeaways that you had Stephanie through that internship that you know you said hey you know what this is the type of culture that I enjoy mm-hmm so um that internship it's more the opposite um i found out what i don't enjoy um so i the company as well as the industry that i was working for was uh, one of the more traditional um chemical engineering industry that existed in decades um and their approach to technology is a little bit more um conservative um there isn't it isn't what we would consider high tech it, it isn't you know um there wasn't a lot of focus on just innovations or um, new ideas. It was more, it's a heavily regulated industry. So um, it is understandable that, you know, they, they do take more of a um, careful approach. Um, they tend to go for things that have um, approaches that have already proven um, it's working. Um, so after that internship, I realized, you know, there is part of me that I just really enjoy um working on new products, coming up with new ideas, and really being able to contribute kind of this change um, um, in my in my daily routine. So uh, that's how I kind of know, kind of learned a little bit about myself and learned a little bit about how I wanted to approach my, my, my job in the future. Yeah, STEM Nation. So you know, those internships are so important during college. And like Stephanie was saying is, she didn't find out things she wanted to. She found out things that she really didn't want to do, which is just as important as finding out what you do want to do. And a nice thing about the internships is they're relatively short. You know, they're summer. If you do a co-op, maybe they're, you know, a semester and a summer. But, you know, work and drive to get that internship and gain that experience. Thanks for that, Stephanie. And in order to get those internships, in order to get one of the careers in STEM, you got to get through college. So, Stephanie, when you were 18 years old or so heading off to college, what are some things that you wish you knew back then that you think would help STEM Nation get through college successfully? 
a couple of things. Um, the first one I would really encourage, just like everything you just said about the internship and co-op, really go out there and explore and really take advantage of, of um, the network that your school may have with, with companies and really try out kind of the different flavors of, of um, engineering positions or STEM positions within, within your, your, your subject. Um, if you and do kind of um, try a little bit of both within academia and industry, try to work on a research project, maybe for a short couple months. Um, I think professors are usually very open to have undergraduates um, or even graduates to kind of join their, um, their team and, and work on a very specific projects. You can kind of learn how, if, if anything, you would learn whether you want to go pursue a graduate degree after undergraduate, um, learn kind of that research environment. How do you, how do you, uh, analyze a problem and tackle and come up with 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 different um, um, hypotheses. Um, that itself is a very valuable skill to have. Um, and then at the same time, you can try out if you want to go into academia. At the same time, doing internships and co-op, like you say, Jeff, it's a very valuable experience. A couple months and you kind of like get in the door and kind of really see how people interact in that company or in that industry. Yeah, and Stephanie, going from college into a professional, either either an internship or your actual career, what is one or two attributes or skills that you think are needed to be successful when you transition from college into your career? Um, master time management early on um, is very important. I, I wish I had known. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that not just because uh, it's not just, you know, between work and outside work. Um, you also want to be able to master your time um, with your families or time for yourself. Um, and it's because, you know, uh, once you start working, um, you, you're going to get busy very quickly and um, you're going to get consumed um, by all the things that that are no longer, you know, that are so, uh, I guess, perfectly uh, scheduled or planned for you, just like in college or in high school. Um, in in adult life, uh, you kind of have to prioritize what's important for you. So I would I would say master of time management early on would, would be would be a, a key to success. Yeah, and Stephanie, I'm in a complete agreement with that. You have to master your time, or the time will master you, and you don't want it to work that way. And we're going to take a quick pause and thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You could head over to stemonfirebook.com, that's stemonfirebook.com, to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost, and you keep the audiobook. And it is lightning round time. Stephanie, are you ready? Yep, I am. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, mentors others. Um, I think in the beginning of my career, I thought I'm too junior to mentor anyone, but um, the the person that gave me this advice actually pointed out to me that there's always someone that coming after me, and I've always something to to share with others, even if it's a peer. Um, and then also in the process, you learn so much about yourself by mentoring others. Yeah, and, and speaking of mentoring others, you know, STEM Nation, if if the career that Stephanie is doing, you know, chemical engineering and electrical engineering, if that's of interest to you, go to the show notes, click on her link, it'll take you to LinkedIn. Connect with her and say, hey, I heard you on STEM on Fire. I'm sure Stephanie would be happy to help out. Yes, definitely. And a personal habit that contributes to your success. I would say that I do self-reflection a lot, um, but 
I guess over the last couple of years, I've learned to not uh, turn that into self-doubts. Um, make sure that when you're reflecting, uh, you're reflecting both on your success as well as uh, uh, areas that you didn't work so well. Um, it helps you to 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 kind of clear your head and really know, okay, this is the area that I have to focus on and or this this is an area that I can actually help others with because I'm pretty good at it. So self-reflection, I would say. Yep. And don't focus on the negative, focus on the positives. And a favorite internet resource or phone app and why? Oh, this one's hard. There's so many. Um, I actually am an Audible user. I love it. Um, I, I, I turn it on when I'm driving. I think it's a it's a good uh, uh, it's a good way to get get more reading done. Um, again, going back to the time management piece, you just have to squeeze in time for for just learning. And since you are an Audible fan, but you have to pick one book that you would recommend. Um, Educated by Tara Westover. Um, it's a book that I read last year, and I kept telling people to read it because I think it gives. Uh, a lot of perspective on um, determination and really setting your goal and, and, and going after it, even though your circumstances may not be, um, you know, easy or, 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 or helping you. Um, I think that's a great book. All right, Stephanie. And you've provided tons of value, but we're going to ask for one more. Could you provide a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we will say goodbye. There is a quote that Mark Twain said that if you find a job you enjoy doing, you would never uh, have to work a day in your life. Um, I think it's a very true statement. Um, the part I would say that uh, the not to focus on isn't that you would never work a day, but to really kind of um, give yourself this opportunity to be honest with yourself, what kind of jobs uh, the nature of it or the topics of it um, and also the the environment that you'll be working in. I think those are key key parameters that you want to be honest with yourself and, and finding uh, that's that's the key to finding an ideal job. And if you like your job, it really working really isn't, you know, too hard. I agree with that, Stephanie. And with that, we will say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Stephanie. I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Stephanie. Head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and share it with a friend. Tune in next week we talk with Zoe, who works in the field of computer science. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion in STEM.